Hello, and welcome to Group Chat, conversations on biblical community. In today's episode, we launch our second season of Group Chat, where we will be discussing the six habits of groups that actually learn. Today, we're joined by Pastor and Dr. Josh Rose, who will be discussing the first of these six habits, which is remember intentionally. For more information, please visit www.rushcreek.org. Okay, guys, welcome back. Season two, we're back at it again. Took a break from the summer. Uh, So I hope you guys are doing well, getting ready to launch uh, the fall uh, series for our podcast. We've got a blog coming your way, a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, So today we're uh, at the Rockin' H Ranch in Kennedale, and we are launching our new series on six habits of groups that actually learn. Uh, These are habits that come from a lot of science and a lot of research, but they've been kind of uh, repackaged. And joining us for this, and he'll be with us for all six of them, is our own Dr. Josh Rose. Uh, And he's here to talk about those and kind of how he has repackaged those for us. Uh, And the first habit we're talking about is remember intentionally. Uh, So... Uh, Dr. Rose, if you just want to give kind of an overview of how you came to this idea and um, kind of what it's about. Yeah, so cut out the doctor. Thank you for that. Yes, unless you're taking my class. My name is Josh. Yes. Uh, And all those who are listening, my name is Josh. You see me, you call me Josh. Uh, Unless you're taking my course. Uh, Yeah, remember intentionally, um, the whole season is going to revolve around six uh, pretty much effective learning strategies. And um, that, that, I didn't like the way that sounded. So six habits of groups that actually learn. And the concept behind it is um, if groups employ these practices, they will see a difference in the learning that takes place in their group members. And so the first one, of course, remember intentionally. What I mean by that is um, intentionally bringing information to mind. Now, we typically think of the learning process where we are consuming information. If you were to go and if you have a child, you can look at your child's uh, academic career to where they are going through their different grades and they have homework and they have tests. And if you went to school, you you know that. Uh, Clayton, you're in school now, and so you have to do papers and reading. And all of those activities are focused on getting information into your being, into your mind, your heart, your body, Right? Well, remember intentionally is focused on the opposite. Remembering intentionally is focused on getting information out. So the, the, the explanation behind that is if you were to, let's use an example of uh, learn to drive a car, right? You got to read a manual. You have to take a course uh, and nowadays take courses, the driver's test, all those things. But those very first moments when you are introduced to a car, this happened between me and my daughter recently. I pulled into a, a, the school parking lot and I opened the, the door and I had her sit in the driver's seat and I said, this big circle thing is a steering wheel. Down below, there's a rectangle and a rectangle on its side, right? And one does a break, one does, and so I was walking through the different components. Now, she already had an understanding of the concept of a car, but she didn't know the 
the components. So if you were to say, can you show me a car? She could do that. But if you were to say, how does a car move? She has no idea. So I was explaining to her, you sit in a chair like this, you hold the steering wheel, and your right foot presses on a gas pedal, and the car goes. And then now, all of a sudden, her understanding of a car went from, I know what a car looks like, feels like, and smells like. Now I understand how rudimentary it operates. And so, remember, intentionally is focused on how do we create that process in our group members? So if we were to make that very practical, I don't want to belabor this point, so stop me if I am. Making it very practical is, if you showed your group member a Bible, they could probably pick out a Bible. A lot of reasons, because it says Holy Bible on the front and the spine. Right? Kind, of, kind of obvious, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you were to ask them, tell me about the Bible, they're probably going to give you information around their childhood, or if they didn't have the Bible growing up, what they understand the Bible to be. It's a book of knowledge. It's, you know, God's love letter. It's a, you know, uh, God's word, thing, things like that. Those are great, and those are examples of remembering intentionally. It means they have been prompted to remember something on purpose, but it also allows them to, what they... In the, in the kind of the science world, is called metacognition. That's the word for it. But basically, what do I know? How do I know what I know? And the study of that field um, is, is metacogn- metacognition, right? So where, where that helps us is if you say, tell me about the Bible to a group member, and all they can tell you is what it looks like, where you can get one, that, and, and what it you know, generally is, then what the way that this habit works is they will immediately become aware that they don't know very much. Conversely, if you were to talk to a, um, a seasoned Christ follower and say, can you tell me about God's Word? Tell me about the Bible. Their answer may be drastically different because they have deeper understanding. They have um, different experiences in their life where they're able to draw on how the Bible has helped them. But even in that experience, while they have mastered certain aspects of Scripture, the remembering intentionally um, is going to draw out the gaps in what, they're, what, the, what, the, what they understand to be true. So that's a very long answer, but I'm giving you a lot of different ways to think about it, is remembering intentionally is helpful because it helps us understand what we, didn't, what we know and what we don't know. And remembering intentionally the very nature of, of the, the person remembering or recalling something to mind enhances it. So now every time my daughter gets in the car, she is now looking to answer those questions that she knows she has. So in a group setting, you start per, uh, shining lights on the dark places, the places that they don't have answers for, then that same type of dynamic will work. However, and we may talk about this here in a minute, Why is it that as group leaders, we sometimes kick the dust and kind of shake our fists in the air and say, why is it that these group members don't participate or don't have a priority in group? Why is it that they're doing this? Yeah, yeah, that kind of leads into the next question is this. So if it's this, if it's this, uh, it sounds like it's a habit of not just 
giving of new information because we'll do that week in and week out with Bible studies or uh, at Rush Creek with retreats or, or trainings or whatever. And it's the reinforcing of that information by address, uh, addressing it again. So in that idea, how do you think small groups specifically has kind of uh, missed the mark or can improve in this area? Well, I think it's first, firstly and foremost important to acknowledge uh, our culture that we're in here in America. I mean, unless you are in a formal environment where you have voluntarily signed up um, to be, you know, judged, to be ridiculed in your mind, to to be assessed. Unless you have voluntarily signed up like a job. So if your boss was sitting there and he was asking you tough questions, you clearly didn't know the answer, you, you're okay because the return on that is you get a paycheck for working there. You just have to get better. But in a small group setting, I think where we've messed up is that we are so scared of frustrating, um, offending conflict. A lot of us don't have good examples of conflict growing up. In fact, a lot of us, the example of conflict is avoid it, mm. and if it comes, run away. So we don't understand how to handle biblical conflict. We're not very good at that. We're scared of that. And so we gravitate or descend or land in the camp of we just don't do any type of assessing. But a learning strategy is what this is. Remember, intentionally is a learning strategy. So I think that's the first thing is, number one, we're scared in America to do anything with people that is going to cause conflict, that's going to give the appearance that we're judging them. But I think another uh, way that we have missed the mark is apathy. We're so busy. Oh, my gosh, are we busy. There are so many things that pull at our time. And... When we get to group, for some of us leaders, it's a, it's a win that we made it to group and we're all together and we're focused. We've got so many things pulling at us. So the lag effect of the busyness and the frenetic energy, I mean, there's lots of research that's been done out there um, that are secular and sacred, is um, apathy. It's our, our attention is divided. And so if we can't be intentional about our growth, intentional about healthy biblical community, then we don't have any desire, nor are we equipped to build in habits in our leadership, habits in our group life, such as remember intentionally. So those are a couple. We could keep talking, but we probably should move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are trying to, yeah, I'll let you in on this, guys. We're going to try and keep them a little shorter this time around, uh, based on some feedback we got from you guys, we'll try and keep them a little more direct, a little shorter. So we'll wrap it up. We only got one more question and then we're going to be good. Uh, so we covered kind of what it is. We covered kind of how groups are falling short. So I'm sure the question that's on the, everybody else's mind is, well, then how can I start to do this? If this is so important, how can I start to put this into practice in my group? So kind of leave them with that kind of um, how to put this in their hands and, and put it into action? Well, that's the million dollar question, right? I think anytime you're, you're exposed to ongoing, ongoing training or education like this, you want to know, well, so what? How is this applicable to me? That was great information, so what do I do with it? Uh, it's important to note, uh, I don't think we mentioned this at the beginning, that 
we are going to have a vlog series where I've walk, I'm walking through each of the, the, the six habits of, of uh, groups that actually learn. And uh, it'll be posted on our leader resource page here, hopefully in a few weeks. I mean, they're all recorded. They're ready to go. We just need to get them posted. So if you're a visual person, um, then you'll have that access as well. But I talk about examples that you're referring to in those, in those vlogs. So just kind of mark that down. Uh, some really quick examples you can do is uh, I like to call it just a two-by-two two, where two people group up and then they talk with each other. Um, in, in a small group setting, it could be re- uh, reviewing, hey, what, what did we talk about last week in a sentence? And then turn to your neighbor and share that. And then after a couple of minutes, do another set of two. So, okay, find another person. So you're at least getting two different perspectives than your own of what you learned last week. And the, the science behind that, the biology behind that is um, this kind of like my daughter in the car, right? It's, you know, my daughter, I, I drive a truck, and so she's learning about the truck. And it's heavy, and you got to take wide, wide turns. Well, someone else may learn in a, you know, a little Honda Civic. And so, whenever my daughter talks about her experience in the truck, it's going to be a little bit different than the Honda Civic. Now, what's going to happen with my daughter? She's going to expand what we call a mental model, a worldview in the church language. She's going to expand her worldview to say there are different types of experiences based off the different types of vehicles. Same thing in small groups. We did a series on Romans. So what did we talk about last week in Romans chapter 2? Well, I took this from it. Well, I took this from it. Here's my sermon, my sentence summary. And you listening to other people's summaries is going to force your mind to acknowledge, huh, that's how they, they, they condensed everything we learned to that? Interesting. What did I miss? Or what did they miss that I picked up? And all of that strengthens your understanding, and the end result is deeper understanding and learning. So that's one example, two by two. Another example, this sounds weird, but really, honestly, if you have children, what are your teachers doing with your kids? With my son, I have two sons, and my youngest, he does centers. He goes to his classroom and they have centers to where, you know, for five minutes they're doing this. Then they move to this center where they're not playing with stuff. Then they move to... What, what's behind that? Well, smart people have figured out that if you want to cover a concept, if you cover it in different ways, and that's another habit we're going to talk about later in the season, but if you cover this concept in different ways, it's going to deepen their understanding of that concept, approaching it from different perspectives. So a great example, and we're going to end on this, a great example is uh, people who follow sports, right? People who follow sports. Now, I follow sports of all kinds, but a newer sport that I've been getting interested in um, is horse racing. And I'm not good with math, so I don't fool with all the money, but all the betting and stuff. But I love the athletic part of it. These horses and, you know, how fast can they run those links and, you know, the quarter poles and all those kind of things that are involved in horse racing. Well, one thing I'm learning is <laughs> if I watch a horse racing event on you know NBC or something, I'm going to watch these commentators and they've got color commentators, they've got analysts on there, they've got 
a, a, a presenter, and they each have a different perspective about which they're talking about the horses. And then they got someone who's talking about the betting and how that influences, you know, how much money is won. And what I'm learning from that is that I don't need to be hasty in understanding the sport. I may think I have it all figured out, but then all of a sudden that horse doesn't do what he's supposed to do. And a horse that they've not even talked about wins the race. So it's the same thing, is being open to address what you're learning in group from different perspectives will inevitably show you what you still need to learn and encourage you to help your group members come alongside and fill those gaps. Now, the suggestion is look at what your K through 12 teachers are doing. It could be index cards, it could be clickers, it could be you know, drawing. I mean, don't feel the need to always think it has to be just sitting and talking in a circle, which by the way, a different, different episode, people don't always learn the best that way. So it sounds like the general rule of thumb is anytime new information is introduced, later on in the not too distant future, revisit said information and revisit it again and revisit it again. It's never enough to just introduce it and expect that somebody's going to have it nailed down. It takes repetition and time, sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you. I mean, this, this habit is closely associated with the habit revisit carefully, which will be later in the season. Uh, and that has to do with the spacing effect of, of what you learn. Um, and I wouldn't say that there's any rhyme or reason for remember intentionally. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason for how often it is for this particular habit. It's the fact that you do it because the biology behind your brain is, you know, the more I put my daughter in that car, the more she's going to understand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff. And we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, guys. Uh, thank you, Pastor Dr. Rose, whatever <laughs> you are. And uh, we will see you next time to discuss habit number two. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Group Chat. If you'd like to learn more about us, please go to www.rushcreek.org.